Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening. It looks like it's going to be a bit of a solo show, folks. So when it goes quiet, that's because I'm uh, having a beer and... Uh, uh, wetting the throat uh, because otherwise it's a lot of talking doing it on your own for um, uh, an hour or ish uh, if we get that far let's be honest what's on the cards for tonight well we have had Farrah Palmer Cup uh, we've also had action in the NPC I was at um, Bay of Plenty for Bay of Plenty versus Canterbury in the Farrah Palmer Cup uh, at the end of the premiership um, round robin uh, on the championship side they had their quarterfinals at the weekend we'll have to have a chat about those um, games also, I saw um, Bay of Plenty versus Counties um, as well. So, um, so I was at those games uh, and uh, interviews from those games will be coming up during the show. So look out um, for those, uh, including uh, talking to a Blackfern as well. Um, <clears throat> also, um, we've uh, had international rugby action in both the women's and the men's side. So obviously we'll have a chat about those. A bit of a roller coaster it's been for All Blacks fans, let's be honest. And uh, plenty of questions and plenty of records set um, at the weekend. So we'll go through um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, let's kick off on the, um, uh, the the women's side of things with the um, uh, Farrah Palmer Cup. Uh, it was um, quarterfinal time uh, in the um, uh, in the championship, uh, which saw Tasman uh, get down twenty to thirty-one by North Harbour. Uh, I remember I was at North Harbour um, the other weekend and brought you some interviews from that. Obviously, you can check those out um, on the uh, uh, New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page um, as well. Uh, so North Harbour will be facing Northland, who beat Taranaki. Um, 31 to sorry, uh, we'll make it through the quarter of the semi-finals. Uh, and Northland beats Taranaki 31 to 19, um, which means that uh, Hawks Bay will host Northland, um, having had that weekend off, um, and Otago will host um, North Harbour uh, in those championship semi-finals. So, uh, in all honesty, Otago and Hawks Bay should should come through those, and we'll see them in the final. They've had a weekend off. They've also um, been the top sides. Um, let's be honest, down there in the uh, championship. 
Um, the Premiership, as I say, came to uh, finished off its uh, round robin. There, um, counties lost to uh, Waikato twelve um, to uh, thirty-two. Waikato really uh, showing that they are the second best team uh, in uh, this uh, competition, uh, or, or challenging the best team in Canterbury um, in this one as counties uh, finished. Uh, down in sixth place. Manawa 2 had the weekend off. They'd already finished all their games. They were going to finish last. There wasn't really much in it, really, uh, or, or much jeopardy in it for four counties. Um, Auckland um, beat Wellington in a close game at 26 to uh, 25. And then uh, the game that I saw, uh, Bay of Plenty versus Canterbury, 31 to 33. Now, Bay of Plenty kicked off the season with two wins. Um, had uh, but then been on a run of four losses. So, um, Really, uh, in this one, they uh, had um, they, they gave up a uh, an interception try early on, uh, which uh, meant that so Canterbury jumped out to a bit of a lead and had a two score lead at half time. But Bayer Plenty came back uh, and could have drawn it with the uh, last kick of the game. The conversion didn't go over. So a uh, cracking comeback by Bayer Plenty um, against Canterbury, who with uh, six wins from six have proven to be the team of the uh, the tournament. And go in as top seeds to the uh, the, the finals series. Um, let's uh, hear from um, Kelsey Wells, uh, the uh, ex uh, beach volleyball player who is uh, now a Blackfern Lock uh, or has been Blackfern Lock. Not in the side currently, but um, uh, she was captain for the day with the uh, Luca Connor had Norm, the Norbert Flinch captain away with the Blackferns. Um, so let's uh, listen to her about the season and about the game uh, from uh, the, the, after I talked to her after the game at the weekend. Here we are after Bay of Plenty versus Canterbury uh, in the Parapama Cup with uh, Kelsey, the captain of Bay of Plenty. And look, to uh, to, to let in uh, an intercept try against uh, a team as good as Canterbury early in the game, that's going to make it tough for you goals, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that first half we, we let them in there a bit and we, we re I'm very proud of the girls, the way we came out that second half and, and caught up and we were yeah, so close to getting over there again. But um, yeah, unfortunate in the end, pretty gutted, but yeah, I'm proud of our efforts. Yeah, that second half you came back from a two-score deficit to get within two points at the end there. Uh, one conversion, and now it was a hard kick um, out, out there wide on the hoops that could have drawn it. So yeah, very, very uh, uh, good for you girls to as they come back against the top side. Um, on the, about the season, you start off with a couple of wins. Um, it's been a bit tough since then. Uh, do you think you've been improving towards the end of the season? Yeah, so a bit, bit of a roller coaster for sure. Um, we, yeah, like last year we, we started off off down and came back up at the end, but opposite this this year. And um, I mean, we we missed probably missed our um, our key black friends a bit there yep. um, in the middle of the season, but which gave our um, younger girls an awesome opportunity for a bit of growth, and um, which is great leading into next year. So really excited for what's to come. Hey, talking about growth, I mean, it's, it's been a couple of years now since you've converted over from beach volleyball um, to uh, to now be captaining a side. Uh, do you feel comfortable in the game that you know enough and you're, you're happy captaining the seat? Having the captaincy? Yeah, I think I know enough rules now. So <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's yeah, it's a real honour to to be chosen as captain. Um, there's some real great leaders that um, are very supportive supportive of me out there. So made my job pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got ex um, ex Blackferns uh, captains out there with you helping you yeah, a lot. Yeah, so yeah, not bad. That, that's, <laughs> that's nice. But yeah, so to, to get the honour of captain must be very very cool. Um, well. Well done for this season. Um, enjoy the off season and uh, good luck. Uh, good luck next year, I guess. Yeah, Cheers, thank you. Very much. Cheers, thank yeah, you. Good. So yeah, referring to Les Elder there, who was uh, uh, the the ex Blackferns captain, who was on the uh, the, 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 the the pitch. Um, 
But yeah, look, I look as, as a bit of a roller coaster, as you said, compared to last year where they started badly and then went got better uh, this year. It's gone the other way. And let's hear from also from her uh, head coach, who was new um, in the head coach role um, this year as well. We are after Bay of Plenty versus Canterbury in the Far Palmer Cup with Brent, the uh, coach of uh, Bay of Plenty. Um, look, to uh, to give up an instep try early in the game, it's, it was always going to be a, a tough to come back from that, wasn't it, against a quality side like Canterbury? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's just been, you learn a lot from that stuff, you know, eyes up rugby and Canterbury, uh, they've set the benchmark all season, mate, so um, you just know what they're going to bring, they're going to bring that pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And you must be very happy with the uh, the response from the from the girls in the second half to be two scores down uh, and to uh, to well get back to within a kick of drawing it. Uh, it was it was a good performance uh, in that second half. Absolutely. Like we've got a young squad this season, and you don't you don't know how to deal with that pressure until you actually until you get it first hand. So they could easily have sort of just fallen away. But I love the attitude. Like they they actually stepped up in the second half. They showed what they were capable of. Yep. And how do you judge the season then? You start off with two wins. Uh, it's been a bit tough. Well, a bit tough since then. So I guess how do you judge the season for for the uh, for Bear Plenty this year? Um, this season, like yeah, we started off with two good wins, and we were in it for the next two games. And I think the learning for this this group, mate, they're young. So our, our job this season was about creating depth, about giving these young ones game time, and it's mate, Rome wasn't built in a day, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, for us, it's. You know, it's a it's a long-term plan. It's not just about what happens on the day. Talking about building depth, normally, obviously, the, the MPC are used to not having black all blacks, but in the Farrah Palmer Cup, you normally have your black ferns. How, is, how much has that been a disruption, and how has that kind of, I guess, helped and hindered with that depth situation? Mate, it's a World Cup year. We've got to do what's best for the, t you know, best for our country, first and foremost. Um, for our young ones, great opportunity to play with those girls, and at the same time, they see what the benchmark benchmark is like. So, I think it's I think it's great for the game, and it's, it creates opportunities when they're not there as well. Well, uh, I always say the Farrah Palmer Cup's a bit of a sprint, and unfortunately, the uh, the sprint has come to an end. So, yeah, time to take a, a bit of a breath, a bit of relax, and uh, in the off season before you kick off again. So, thank you very much for your time, and uh, good luck next season. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. All the best. Now I say it's very spring because it's only a six-game regular season. It's, it's a, if you don't start well, um, you are, you're in trouble. Now clearly, Bay of Plenty did start well with those two wins, but uh, then it all fell away from there. But as you said, they were in in it for the next two games. That last game, they only uh, lost by two points. Only one game really that that, uh, that went away from them, um, but uh, it meant that they didn't make it into um, into the finals. Unfortunately for them. Um, really cool to also had a chat with uh, Blair Max, who's the head coach of Canterbury. He even came over and said hello um, before this and, and how I was doing. So it's nice to be remembered from around the traps. But uh, um, the uh, from, from that last interview, I remember that point he made there about Rome not being built in a day uh, and building it. Because we'll come back to that uh, in some of the uh, uh, interviews I had from the MPC. It's a different approach um, to it, which I thought was a, which was was interesting. But look, he was only in his first season as head coach for for, for Bay of Plenty. So building on things there, having taken over from um, uh, from 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 uh, Gip, uh, who has now moved up into the uh, head of uh, high performance for Bay of Plenty. But anyway, let's do a quick listen now from um, Blair Baxter. We'll talk also here, and you get a bit of a feel about what the coaching setups are like in the Farrah Palmer Cup, uh, and uh, how much of a love it is for uh, the Shields to actually make these games go ahead because it's not the uh, hyper-professional sort of environment that we uh, that we see on the men's side. We are after Bay of Plenty versus Canterbury with Bay, the head coach of um, Canterbury. Um, uh, obviously, kicking off with a, uh, an interception try uh, and, and getting a nice 12-point lead must have been uh, was a good start for the girls. 
Yeah, we knew coming up to the bay, we, uh, we had to start really well, and, and it was good. There would have been a lot of emotion in that changing room prior to them. There's a couple of uh, loyal party bay girls um, playing some pretty cool um, games. So we, we mentioned that during the week, and we knew that we needed to start well to sort of take that energy off them. And um, just by chance, we got an intercept, and sometimes that gives you the momentum you need to, to calm the nerves. Um, a two-score lead going into half-time, but boy, Bay of Plenty came back in that second half and uh, pushed you all the way. Um, it's uh, some resilience there from, from both teams, a, a, a really good game. Yeah, the Bay are a very fit, athletic, uh, skillful side, and, and we were, again, well aware of that. So we knew we had to go 80-odd minutes to um, be able to put these guys away, and, and really proud of that. Uh, there's lots of young girls getting opportunities with their black friends being away and a lot of them put their hand up to make a really tough selection uh, discussions leading into the uh, finals footy. Right, yes, yeah, the end of the uh, the regular season, six from six, um, suggests kind of easy, but four of those games were within a score. So uh, you've not had it all your own way, even though you have had a, a, a very good season. Yeah, six from six, but it all means nothing next week, right? So. What, we, what you touched on, resilience before, and we're really proud of that. So we've been put under the pressure, and traditionally when Canterbury are in that position, sometimes um, they don't get the, the, the ideal outcome. But to, to come back and show that resilience, the, the work ethic, and get the points on the board to produce five points has been pretty exceptional. And we know next week, probably against Wellington, that uh, they're, a, they're a pretty exciting team. They've got some power, they've got some physicality. So we're going to have to prepare really well to uh, get, a, get a quality performance against them. There was obviously Super Rugby Alpaki this year. Have you, did you notice uh, an up in the level of the of the girls as they came into camp this year with that and uh, and or more excitement around the, the the whole kind of tournament and squad? 100%. We, we've seen growth, not, not only from Super Alpaki, but the, the Black Ferns having contracted athletes in, in our programme. And we've just seen the bar raise in the Premiership across the country, I think. And it's really exciting. It's making it uh, quite challenging for coaches I don't know, we're talking technique, we're talking tactical ability now, and it's part of the game that's really growing, it's growing fast, it's, it's enjoyable. I remember a couple of years ago um, that so it was the first time Canterbury had a scrum coach, and I was told that he was actually a volunteer as well. Uh, has the coaching, uh, uh, sort of, the, the, the number of coaches, the coaching resources improved as well? Have you managed to get uh, sort of specialist lineup coaches, specialist scrum coaches to help you and uh, on that side of things? Yeah, we're all still volunteers, we're not, we're not quite there yet, but we're, we're growing with the women's game, and uh, we love it because uh, we. We love trying to help people be better. Uh, we're lucky enough to have uh, Sid Talmadi, he, he works our set piece, our scrum attack, uh, scrum line out and kick starts. And then we have TC doing an amazing job on attack uh, and backs. And then I pot around and do my best at defence. So <laughs> it's a well balanced coaching group. And we have uh, Steph uh, Broomhall as well, and she works really closely with our outside backs and hard on the skill stuff. So. Being all volunteers, we need lots of people to make the work light, and we're fortunate enough to have some great people around us. Well, you've done a fantastic job so far this season. Good luck with the uh, the finals, and thank you so much for your time yet again uh, for, for a chat. No, thanks thanks thank very you. much for having us. Well, good evening, Stephen. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. Thank you, Paul. Sorry, I'm a little bit late, but uh, work was calling uh, this evening. So, uh, But hey, listen, I've made it, even if I am... A few minutes late, but I've got to say, I really enjoyed that uh, interview. I don't know whether I enjoyed the interview or the music in the background. Very, very <laughs> laid, laid back, as uh, Nocturnal Rights has uh, said on the chat. Very cruisy. 
Yes, it was. They had a live uh, musician there playing uh, at um, Taronga uh, Domain um, during the break. So it was great to have some some, some live music uh, be, being played. Uh, but um, yeah, not good to have a chat with, um, with 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 both head coaches and see and just to, you, you kind of think uh, that they, they because we're so used to seeing fully professional coaching setups that you that that's how. It is if it's, if it's kind of on TV, and especially if we hear about the kind of professionalization of first fifteen. You think anything on TV must have lots and lots of uh, well, have professional coaches who have, can dedicate their time to it. And as you can hear there, that's not the case uh, in the the Farrah Cup. Still a long way uh, to go on that. But so uh, him talking about him sort of tinkering around uh, with on defence. Well, considering they've won six from six, uh, I think he's I think he's doing a pretty good job tinkering um, with that defence there. Um, very. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it was very relaxed and nice of them to to, to, to spend the time the time there um, with that one. But uh, yeah, cracking season for Canterbury. Look, they, their entire front row was away with the um, the Black Ferns um, for this this game, uh, and uh, they, uh, they they still managed to come out with the win. So well done to them, and uh, and I'm sure they'll go pretty far uh, in uh, well the, the two games, the finals. I think Stephen. Farrah Palmer Cup, it's only six games regular season plus two rounds of finals. Is it really long enough to, to, to have a proper competition? It's, 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 uh, it's kind of you, you sneeze and you miss it kind of thing. Yeah, you, you, you are dead right when you consider um, when you sort of consider it to the, the male, the, the, the sort of male form of the game. Um, I, I just do wonder if, if probably once again money money obviously plays its, its part whether they can afford to actually have a, a, cup, a couple of rounds as well, um, just probably in in, in, in terms of, of the of the quality, it, it, it's it's really it's really going to take a while for this quality to get together. And you know, as you, as you can see, there's still a few unions that that haven't got women's teams. Yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think Southland are feeling fielding a fielding a women's team. And there's them. I think maybe they're the only only union that isn't fielding a, a women's team because you've pretty much got everybody everybody across the board. Um, yeah, it's probably just still finding its place at, in these early stages, Paul. Yeah, I did. I did notice. So, so one of the things I have on on uh, set up on um, uh, oh, on Seek is a is an alert every time there's a, a rugby job that comes up in New Zealand uh, and Southland have um, come have uh, come on and put on a. Um, uh, have, have hired a, a female coordinator, female rugby coordinator, so, or, have, or are hiring. Um, so hopefully, um, we'll see Southland step up uh, and also have a Farrah Palmer Cup team um, as well. And when I talked to Otago last week, was it? I think it was a week before. Um, I did put, I did ask them, yeah, about the fact that they have to such a big area. I mean, Southland's not a small province in the best of times. When you've got Otago and Southland covering uh, one, covered by one team, uh, it's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of work to expect volunteer. Um, head coaches to be able to go and find the players uh, and and do selection fairly and stuff. So things like that. A um, couple of comments there about the yeah, about the music and stuff. Yeah, let's hope I don't get take get copyright taken down um, on uh, because that kind of stuff can happen before. I've I've, I've had a copyright strike recently um, because of music in the background while I was doing an interview uh, up in uh, Navigation Home Stadiums. So uh, I say let's hope that doesn't happen um, this time. Uh, look, clearly I'm not trying to copyright or use uh, or use that kind of thing. Nocturnal rights. Um, it would be nice for a proper tour by the Aussie women, vice versa with provincial games. I think fantastic idea. Yeah, midweek games against provincial sides for the Wallaroos. Um, cracking idea that they're nocturnal rights. Um, I lo love that one. Uh, and uh, yeah, it would be good 
uh, I think, from both sides there. Um, Simon Hughes talking about the uh, beholden to Sky Sports broadcasting arrangement. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I think it's, uh, I think it is more about the the depth and the number of teams that are available. The Heartland Championship, for example, um, goes on uh, does uh, has what eight rounds plus semi-finals and finals. They get two more rounds than the uh, women's do, and that's the um, kind of uh, uh, third level men's or the or the equivalent of being sort of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, amateur. Um, side of things uh, on there, uh, on, uh, on on that one. Um, so yeah, you're quite right. Southland might not be; a, it's not a small province, but it is, is it, but it isn't a very big population. You're quite right um, on, um, on 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 that one. Um, Shark Bane, so coming over from uh, South African here. Not enough publicity for the Black Ferns. They don't even have their own YouTube channel or social media pages. Um, they're still governed by the All Blacks. Oh well, the Black Ferns, to be fair, do have. A Facebook page and a Twitter, their own Facebook page and Twitter account as well. Um, so, uh, so on that one, um, I think um, they uh, they are. Um, what's the word I am looking for? Um, they they are get they, they do have their own channels, but uh, yeah, it doesn't get it as uh, uh, as as we as we well have said before. Um, the All Blacks uh, are all that uh, New Zealand rugby cares about. Um, it's uh, the Maori All Blacks, the uh, Black Ferns, the All Black Sevens, the Black Fern Sevens, the uh, All Blacks Fifteen. Yeah, all good luck getting out there because it's all about the All Blacks uh, and uh, the uh, sponsorship around that side of things. Um, uh, on there, um, comment. Do, don't think YouTube was long enough for it to get copyrighted. Uh, I think you'll find anything over about fifteen seconds um, for music is long enough uh, for you to get music copyright um, issues. But uh, as Uncle Right says, that was live. Jet, that, that was a live uh, blues jam, so we should be okay. Um, on, um, on on that one. Um, so, Stephen, uh, we know that I was at uh, Tauranga Domain for a couple of games. What was your, uh, and uh, I was at home um, watching uh, the internationals, which we'll get on to later. What, what, what was your uh, um, weekend of rugby like? Yeah, yeah best laid plans on, on, on Sunday. I was supposed to head, head it up to, to Fonaray, but I've, I've got quite a big week, uh, work week ahead. Um, trying to cram five days of work into three days and heading down to uh, Queenstown on uh, early Thursday morning. We've got a conference down there for four days. So I had to make a, an executive decision to, for, to put in place what comes first in the basket, so to speak. But I did manage to sit down and, and watch a lot of rugby. I had a great Saturday afternoon and you, you actually needed two or three screens uh, going at the same time with Farrah Palmer Cup, NPC, and of course, international rugby and uh, it was once again a little bit more of the same on uh, on Sunday and um, of course the highlight for me was uh, sitting back waiting for the, uh, the the teams from the very nearest regions of New Zealand north and south north and playing playing Southland so uh, I took on board uh, not just some local rugby but also some international rugby as well. Yeah, well, we've off down to Queenstown, Stephen. I hope you're ready to cook your own food, serve your own beers, and uh, make and uh, clean your own rooms. Apparently, there's no staff down there, so good luck. Um, no. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I'll, I'll I'll live with it. I'll live with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, absolutely. The uh, well, uh, Shark Bay. Now, yes, he made a ton of money betting on Australia to beat the box. Uh, I hope it was not a pretty game. Well, look, uh, if you did make a ton of money on uh, the, uh, the the old um, TAB or, or the old uh, Bookie at the weekend, head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio and uh, you can become a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio and uh, pass some of it our way so we can you can help us um, 
bring you these shows uh, as we talk about rugby there on that one. Totally, totally agree. And, and listen, one of our friends of the show, um, Bo Arthu, was always posting um, when it comes to uh, two teams going for head. He'll always say the stats don't lie. And at the moment, the stats don't lie because uh, Australia just seemed to have the wood on uh, South Africa um, at this time. Um, it seems as though Dave Rennie's got the key to unlock this box, uh, unlock the box at uh, this point in time. He does. But let's just quickly um, cover off on the, the women's side of uh, international stuff. And then we'll move over to the men's side of the game. Um, off the back of uh, beating the Wallaroos 52-5, to five, um, the uh, Blackferns found it much harder going over in Australia, um, winning the game 14-22, to 22, um, much closer um, than I think a lot of us were expecting there. So uh, well done to the Wallaroos, but uh, um, definitely um, a uh, bit of inconsistency and an up-and-down performance from the Blackferns. Um, Stephen, you've got to say that, uh, yeah, still um, Wayne Smith, the... Uh, his process and process and things are still still bedding in, uh, and um, boy oh boy, it's not long until uh, the Rugby World Cup, is it? Oh, I, I agree, Paul. But um, I think Wayne Smith will be probably more frustrated uh, with this performance than anything else, because once again, a lot of ball, a lot of field position, but that was sort of uh, that was also tempered with a, a lot of mistakes as well. You know, not really not really identifying the space and there was plenty of plenty of opportunities and you'd have to say Australia with with very very little ball actually looked more fluid when they were actually moving the ball along the back line but uh, you know a couple of things that I that I that I picked up um, just in terms of, of breakdown work listen I think uh, the number six uh, for Australia, who just escapes my mind at the moment, Chancellor. I think she got something like about seven turnovers at you know seven turnover penalties, and uh, I I also think that um, uh, Perry on the other side of the scrum also picked up about four or five. You know, Paul, that's pretty unacceptable, especially when you come when you are going to come up against teams like France and England that are so proficient over the ball. Um, you, you just can't afford to give away those sort of those sort of penalties, and um, I think they can be thankful that they were they were up against an Australian side where I think they probably had them at set piece, and um, pretty much tried to bully this Australian side. But I think they left a lot of points out on the paddock, and I really do think the coaching staff will be really disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of work for them to do there, and uh, look, it's uh, it always was going to be a tall ask. Um, to turn uh, turn things around in such a short amount of time, um, but so then I think it was like five games um, that they've had. They've thrown in the possibles versus probables in there to get some extra game time. But uh, yeah, not many games um, for the side before the World Cup. Um, as uh, Simon has said in the live chat, and um, the preparation from the other teams is also underway. Japan uh, bounced back to beat some Ireland twenty nine ten after losing last weekend twenty two to fifty seven. So well done uh, to Japan. Um, also, Scotland lost to the USA 17-21. Um, USA, one of the uh, stronger women's teams. And Canada beat Wales 31-3. to So, um, good win there um, for uh, Canada in that one, heading up to um, the, heading into this uh, Rugby World Cup. Um, a bunch of games this weekend as England and France um, get their warm-ups underway, um, as, do, um, as do Italy as well. So, uh, um, a whole bunch of... Uh, um, games um, on uh, in, in the women's side. So the women, the um, Blackfins do have one more game 
um, against uh, Japan um, before the Rugby World Cup. So uh, one more one more fine tune there for them. Um, I did notice that uh, Portia Woodman and also um, oh uh, Brenner um, were at uh, the Bay of Plenty game watching uh, the Farrah Palmer Cup. Uh, I think they both left after the Farrah Palmer didn't stick around for the MPC. Uh, but anyway, good to see them there supporting the women. Um, and uh, with the uh, women's uh, with the Sevens Rugby World Cup coming up, you do wonder if for if, if if how many how many or if those players will be drafted in to the Black Ferns at the Rugby World Cup. But it's been difficult um, with changing. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, tactics and uh, processes uh, to, to bring to draft in players um, at some of the last minute um, uh, like that. Um, so there we go. That's the uh, that's the that's sort of the women's side of things covered off on. Paul, 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 just, to, um, Paul, oh, sorry, Paul, Paul just before we do move on, I, I suppose the only thing that is a, a little concerning was the injury to is it Kerry Kerry Simon the. Um, uh, skipper of the, skipper of the Black Ferns who started at number eight. They that injury looked quite serious. I haven't really heard any sort of update to where that is at the moment. But if she is out of the World Cup, that's a real huge loss. Yep, that would be a um, a big loss. Uh, uh, um, I do know that some so yeah, some of the girls, and especially now with the Farrah Palmer Cup um, pretty much over, um, well over for some of the teams. Uh, just game time to for for replacements to try to try and keep fit and ready to come in. Um, will be um, uh, will be difficult there. Um, Sharp rain, yeah. Red Rose is a dangerous prospect this year. Um, you would fancy them winning the Rugby World Cup, winning the World Cup in New Zealand. Absolutely. Um, I think England going as favourites with France as uh, their closest challengers. Um, then that's uh, England France can be crack be cracking game in that uh, women's rugby in that Rugby World Cup uh, there uh, in that one. Um, so yeah, let's move on to um, the men's side of things and. Uh, Cover off on uh, the MPC first. Uh, no midweek game last week, um, but um, uh, on Friday we had Tasman taking on Canterbury. And uh, boy, oh boy, things have fallen apart for Tasman this year, haven't they? I would say that's, um, that's, that's been at the top, uh, challenging or, or, or winning titles recently. Lost uh, 20 to 52 um, against Canterbury. Um, it's a really, really tough season um, for them and Canterbury. Um, continuing on their, um, uh, well, they've, they've lost one so far, but uh, yeah, continue a, a good season for them. Um, Waikato beat Manawa 2, 53-6. I think you probably all saw that one coming. Um, champions from last year against a team that hasn't won anything this year. Really, really tough yeah. season for, for Manawa 2. Uh, it's tough for the players to um, to get the motivation uh, and, and to keep going when you're losing by that many points each week, isn't it, Stephen? Oh, it's it's it, it, it's it's very tough. Just I was going to say, just on that 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 first result, Tasman, of course, uh, have been hit hard by injuries. I, I look back to their uh, uh, twenty twenty one side that played in round turn ten, and that was a week out, a week before they actually played the uh, the semi final last year. And you kind of look at some of the kettle that they're missing. Mitch Hunt at 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 first uh, first five, of course, Lester Fire Nuku is uh, is on All Black duty. At the minute, Andrew Newstub uh, was playing at fullback last year, and you sort of you, you, you go into the pack, and of course, Quentin Strange not there, uh, Tonga Fussy not there. In fact, they've had extra injuries with with their front row, and um, just getting on to to Manawatu, well, uh, the news really doesn't get any any better as well because they've lost TK Howden, who's been one of their better players for the uh, for the rest of the season. So. Uh, 
they are re- they are going to have to really dig deep, um, not just to remain competitive, but just to sort of keep their, their heads up. You know, well, like we said, we've spoken about the uh, Manawatu Turbo, so it really is a struggle for them. Uh, the only real good news is they've got their Storm Week out of the way with, so uh, yeah, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. Except when you talk to some of the players and coaches, you find out that actually they like storm mixes and they don't have to train. Um, so <laughs> they'd rather play games than train, but there we go. Um, coming on to Saturday, we have the Ranfilly Shield game between Hawks Bay and uh, North Harbour. And boy, oh boy, Hawks Bay seem to just know how to win it, don't they? 25 to 23, another one um, that has been uh, the, 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 that's really close. They managed to close out at home, yeah. remember, um, against. Um, uh, counties 33 to um to 32 uh boy oh boy they are holding on to um this Renfrewly shield but boy it's by the uh, it's just by the it's, it's by the fingernails Stephen. oh it, it is and you've got to give them their dues there were there were sort of time times during uh that particular game especially when harbour um went out to to 20 23 18 and um you just thought to yourself, well, maybe with ten minutes to go, maybe the shield is on the way. And then, unfortunately, Sean Stevenson, who'd had a, who'd been superb, um, picked up a yellow card, and it was just enough for for Hawks Bay to to get get that emphasis, get go back to their meet and drink line out drive tribe and try and of course Lincoln Makachi kicking the conversion. But for a good part of this game, um, Harbour were the better team. You know, uh, Bryn Gatlin. Uh, pulling all the strings on, you know, he really put in a captain, captain's knock, and of course Sean Stevenson, very good. And and you've got to say the rest of the for the for a good time, the rest of that Hawks Bay pack, uh, sorry, uh, North Harbour pack stood up very very strong. But there's something about this Renfrewly Shield, you know, the, the support rallied in the last five minutes from the crowd. You could hear the crowd getting involved, and they found a way to win. I think if you're basically going down there to to challenge them, I think you, you, you're probably going to need to take a pinch bar, a hammer jack, <laughs> um, and a few other tools just to prize that shield away from them because uh, um, they really play with a, with a lot of passion. So good luck to any team that's heading, heading down to the Hawks Bay to have a crack. So, yeah, so next up, 10th September, is uh, Southland are the next uh, side to uh, have a crack um, at that. Uh, so uh, I think we can uh, probably see uh, that that's, Hawks Bay will be favourites to um, to defend it then um, as well. Uh, the only other game on Saturday was um, Auckland versus Otago. Auckland winning that one 35 to uh, 17 there um, on that one. Um, the, I'm just quickly checking the results. So it feels like it's been a bit of a roller coaster season for. Um, Auckland, uh, uh, with them, um, you know, like they lost to Bay of Plenty last time out. Um, very close, run close by Southland. Um, they they have been just doing enough, but it has. It's, uh, yeah, it's another team that's not quite um, uh, the, the, perhaps not quite firing on all cylinders yet. Um, Stephen, no, not, not at all. I mean to say they they probably haven't really put. It's fair to say they haven't really put an, an eighty-minute performance together, and um, the style is very much about bullying the opposition up front and, and grinding them down. I, I thought in this game, they, you know, they were they were pretty well worth their lead, twenty-one nil at halftime. Probably should have been up by uh, a heck of a lot more. Otago unfortunately couldn't couldn't take a trick, made just made far too many mistakes. But a lot of that was brought about by by really really good line speed. By Auckland, in fact, a couple of those early tries pretty much in and around came came from line speed pressure. And uh, whilst Otago 
uh, did score just after a half. To, scored a very good try just after halftime. Vahakalo going in for the try. You know, once again they're leaving points out there. Joshuani just seems really off his game at the minute. Not kicking the goals that count. But Auckland once again found their mojo and pretty much went from twenty six five to 30, 35 five courtesy of a of a, a couple of tries to Rayasi and and uh, Jordan Trainer. And uh, but once again Auckland kind of let themselves down with with two yellow cards in the space of. Uh, in fact, they got two yellow cards, which I've never seen before, at pretty much at the same time to uh, to Connor Vest and, uh, and Jordan, Jordan Trainer, and that just gave uh, Otago an opportunity to score a couple of late tries. But all in all, the Southerners were, were well, well and truly beaten. You know, they'd be really disappointed with that because they've uh, pulled out a couple of good performances along the way that went over went over Tasman. But obviously, we if we check back. Check back to our notes, Paul. Tasman not in the best of form. But, um, yep, Auckland, Auckland, you've got to say, just getting into their stride. Yep. Um, uh, Sharp Brain asking, can anyone stop Canterbury or can you just give them the trophy? Well, Canterbury lost it, lost to um, uh, Taranaki recently, but somehow Taranaki have not uh, managed to continue that form because they came up against Wellington um, and uh, lost that one 31 to uh, 25. So Taranaki, a team that went unbeaten last year, um, everyone's like, oh, they could have won the uh, overall title if they weren't in the championship last year. This year, um, just that one win, I think it is, uh, against um, against Canterbury. I mean, you're like, okay, they've they've they've, they've won their hardest game of the season uh, so far, and don't seem to be able to win other times. So, uh, yeah, um, they're stuttering. Wellington, uh, they're uh, getting getting the win. Um, if you're wondering why I'm wearing a Wellington jersey um, at the moment, that is because uh, I'm on a training course. Um, at the moment, for uh, that only has sort of business, and um, the uh, the facilitator is a Wellington um, supporter. And he asked me on Friday when I was wearing my uh, my Castlewell where my Wellington jersey was, so I thought I'd put it on for him for him today. Um, there is true, there are there is a yeah. There, they should have picked up a, a, red, a red card, but uh, they got used a yellow card for a shoulder to the head. Boy, oh boy, uh, another example of New Zealand refs basically just trying to not give red, not uh, not not give out reds yeah. and uh, try and devalue any any head knocks at all. Yep. Which isn't going to help the All Blacks when they come up against uh, European referees. Well, not sorry, sorry not against European referees. Playing when there's a European referee there. That's what I meant to say. Oops. Um, yeah. <laughs> we I, 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 I saw that, and I'm still trying to get my head head around how he, um, you know, wasn't um, wasn't basically given a you know a stronger stronger penalty as a, as opposed to just a straight penalty. Um, yeah, crazy. Yep. Um, and then uh, Northland versus Southland, as you say, your your team there um, with a coast-to-coast try, cracking try there. Uh, too much for Southland, unsurprisingly, uh, winning 32-19. to um, The uh, the Tanifars um, going pretty well. Sat third at the moment in the evens pool, three wins and uh, just the one loss. Uh, you'll be very happy, sir. Yeah, no, myself, not just myself, but you know, obviously, the loyal supporters have been waiting, waiting, <laughs> and waiting, <laughs> waiting a, a very long team time for this uh, uh, Northland team to actually show something. But you know, I think there's basically been a few changes in in administration. Obviously, uh, a few change. Uh, changes in and around around training ethic and and obviously they went you know during the off season they went to market and, and they bought you know they bought pretty wisely and uh and the players that they actually have bought in are, are, are contributing and um what they are showing is they are a, defensively a very good team after four rounds they've only conceded four tries which is which is which is quite amazing for a team that's probably leaked 
most tries <laughs> over the last uh, uh, three or four seasons. So, uh, yeah, what a, what a turnaround. Going well, but uh, moving on to Saturday, they've got a big test uh, from their uh, Blues franchise, uh, franchise uh, one of their franchise partners, Auckland, on uh, Saturday up at uh, Toll Stadium in Whangarei. Unfortunately, I'll have to get to a television set to... Uh, to, uh, to watch that game, but that'll be another acid test again, but they are showing that they've got a good uh, um, tough physical forward pack at, at, at the minute, so uh, they p- probably will need the return of um, Tom Tom Robinson who's been out for the last uh, two games or so so uh, hopefully we see him return to the Tony Farrell on the weekend Yep, and um, I was at uh, say Bay of Plenty for the, this final one. Uh, so Bay of Plenty versus uh, Counties thirteen to uh, to eighteen. Mm. Um, Going to put uh, Kurt Ackland, my interview with Kurt Ackland up. Boy oh boy, you can tell he's been in the wars um, on uh, this one. Kurt Ackland after uh, Bay of Plenty um, versus uh, Counties. Um, good to <laughs> using the camera as a bit of a mirror. Um, look, uh, look, it's yeah, it's clearly it was a bit of a battle out there because well, not just a little bit, a, a big battle out there with the with the uh, with, with the blood in your face. There it must have been it was a hard game for you guys. Yeah, it's a hard game, eh? Um, counties are big boys and, you know, they like to play pretty physically. So, you know, we wanted to be able to match them today, but obviously we didn't and they um, came away with the win. Yeah, a bit of a discipline being a bit of the issue today, allowing them too many shots at goal? Yeah, we're, we're our own worst enemies today, I think. And, um, you know, giving away penalties, set piece and, um, you know, offloads when we didn't need to. And, you know, it's a bit of a shame to play the way, the way we did to, um, yeah, let them come away with the win, I suppose. Um, and just a quick word about the fans, because we got a, 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 had a, a big double header here today, a good crowd, a lot of them sticking around to, uh, to, get, your, uh, to get your signatures, etc. Uh, must be good to have that kind of support and, and, and seeing the alive, alive and kicking in here in the MPC. Oh, it's awesome, mate. We are... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I love playing at the Domain and, um, you know, our friends and family and lots of people come out to support us, you know, so it's um, great and we're just hoping to be able to give them the result that they wanted to come and see, but... No, to be be here at home with them supporting us is great. Yeah, it was sunny day today, but uh, we'll let him go get patched up because I think you need it. So thank you very much for your time Cheers, and uh, good luck next time. Next Cheers, up the miners. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yeah, they're not coming out up the miners is because uh, it's uh, he's a Waihi boy, which is where I where I live, and uh, I was wearing my my uh, Waihi um, rugby club uh, hoodie um, there. Um, but boy, oh boy, yeah. It's, look, I did offer to say, look, if you don't want to do the interview, I want to just go get fi- go get some fix up you can do. Um, I definitely did not force him into this one because, yeah. Um, but so, but Kirk, uh, Kurt, sorry, um, uh, a, a cracking guy, and is um, uh, and uh, yeah, always has time for for me, which is very nice, uh, very very nice. But boy, oh boy, yeah, he did look uh, a bit bashed up there, Stephen. 
what I did, what I did like he referred to the Tauranga domain as the domain. I quite I quite like that, and obviously a little bit of a character at the start of the uh, the start of the interview, just making sure everything that was uh, was in 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 place. But listen, credit to these guys after you know coming out and. And, and chatting, there's obviously a, a lot of other other commitments, so we we appreciate them talking to uh, NZ Sport Radio. We do absolutely. Let's hear from uh, his head coach as well, um, Mike Delaney. And uh, remember, um, I was talking earlier about how Kurt, uh, sorry, how Brent um, uh, uh, Carroll was talking about uh, uh, sort of building things. Um, it doesn't seem to be the, the way that uh, the Rome wasn't built in the day, and um, and building things. So uh, uh, let's hear what. Um, after Bay of Plenty versus Counties with Mike Laney, the, the uh, head coach of um, Bay of Plenty. Uh, look, a, uh, a, a, a tight game out there today, um, perhaps one or two kicks either way, and this one was, well, they did decide it in the end. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty tough tough game, not a lot of points scored. Uh, discipline probably hurt us in the end with all those penalties that they, uh, they put over, but credit to Counties, put us under pressure, couldn't get into our game. And it's been a bit of an up and down season, and it's your first season as head coach. Here. How are you? How are you finding uh, the the step up to be the big man of uh, of Bay of Plenty? Oh, no, it's good. We've got a really good group. Um, just a shame we couldn't fire today, but you know it's it's early days, and I'm sure we can bounce back next week uh, against Otago and Dunedin. And uh, look, we have a good, good crowd out here uh, um, in, in the sunshine for both games as as, as well. So you're, in, you're enjoying the support from, uh, from 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 the province and uh, and how as I say, how everything sort of the whole place and uh, around this as well yeah like, it's great you know there's great numbers here um you know we love playing here it's been um you know it's a great place for us unfortunately couldn't put the performance out that we you know would have liked to put in front of our fans but you know we'll be back there's a few weeks we've got consecutive games here and um yeah we'll make this one right and uh, so what when you talk about you wanting to put out what you can do what what, what are you aiming for for the season what's 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 the goals for the season for you, for, for, for bay of plenty i would win the comp you know you don't play this if you don't you know want to uh, not win it, so you know that's that's it for us. You know we've got a new group. Um, we could get some um, some cohesion uh, this season. Um, you know, and keep it keep a squad together and, and onwards and upwards. And so it's, I mean, it's difficult when you've got say new coaching groups and new players as well. To say you're going straight up against some of the teams who are much more settled, it's a bit that's a bit of an ask, isn't it? To say, oh yeah, we're going to we're, we're going for the top. Surely, it's, isn't there kind of these sort of building stepping stepping stones? Oh, you're always it? building, but you know we're good to go. Like we got the team to do it. Uh, there's no excuses around that. Um, you know, we've been together for a while now and it showed that when we're on, we, we can play. So, no, we're good to go. We should we should have put this one away and and just, um, you know, that's our goal this year is to actually come away with some silverware. Okay, well, that's, uh, thank you very much for the chat. And um, obviously this was a, uh, you've, you've had some silverware already with the with the Chiefs Cup, so you're, you're used to what that is. Mm-hmm. So perhaps uh, perhaps there'll be more silverware in, in the future, we'll see. But uh, yeah. thank you for your time and good yeah, luck for the season. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's been uh, perhaps a little bit ambitious there, trying to, um, uh, and uh, perhaps, as I say, Rome isn't built in a day. Uh, perhaps need to need to uh, a season or two to build things up. I mean, Clayton talked about uh, making sure he had more players in the uh, uh, national under twenties because that got them to be Super Rugby players. And then, if you had the the, uh, the stats show that if you have Super Rugby players, you you do well in Super Rugby. And it's uh, so you do well in NPC. Uh, and we saw that how he grew Bo Flenty. So yeah, I think he's been a bit ambitious. Um, now I know they always talk about that like that, Stephen, but. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I think one area. Listen, if I, if I was a coach of an NPC team, one area that I'd really ensure that my stocks were really really strong is in my type five, um, especially having depth in that type five. Because you know, in, in a competition like the NPC, the attrition rate is always going to be high. You're gonna you're gonna have injuries, 
and I think it's important that you actually have a little bit of depth in the, you know, have really real quality depth, you know, in the front row, in that in that second row especially, Paul, um, because if you haven't got that platform, I don't know if you've got a lock. You can see some of the some sides are struggling with their with their up uh, up front pro platform. I thought I thought Counties Monaco were actually really worth their win. I actually just thought they they dominated the the physical exchanges. The scrum went pretty well. You know, I thought they had a I thought they had a bit of bit of dominance in there. And listen, I think they just played some some really really smart football. Probably one of the unsung hero, heroes is Riley Hohepa at the at the moment, who just seems to oh. be playing the game playing the game in the right places for his forward pick. Yeah, and that's the difference between the two sides. Caleb Trust missed three kicks, two two penalties in conversion, and that's eight eight points he left out there. Um, and uh, look, you can't say those eight points would have won the game, but uh, it would have yeah, it would have put them in much better positions and uh, and removed a lot of the scoreboard pressure um, that, uh, that that they were under uh, in that game. So yeah, Caleb Trask didn't have his best game. Uh, normally a, a very good uh, very good player. One last interview I want to do. Uh, if you want to, uh, I, I did talk to the um, Rion, the head coach of um, uh, counties. I'll put that on the museum sports Facebook page. I'm conscious of time, but I do want to just um, put in uh, Nikolai um, Folakai's uh, interview I had with him. It was his blazer game, um, and this was after I talked to. Uh, you might remember I did had uh, an interview with Easy uh, last weekend, or was it the weekend? Yeah, last weekend um, uh, with his um, around his blazer game. So I thought it'd be nice to uh, continue talking about blazer games. Uh, that's uh, uh, from counties. We are after Bay of Plenty versus counties with Nikolai. Um, this is uh, your blazer game. Um, so, what does it mean to get your blazer for for counties? Um, yeah, it's a huge, huge privilege. Um, this is my third year in the team. Um, took a little while, you know, three years to get my blazer, but this is where I got my first shot at NPC Rugby. Um, I love the place. I love the union. So, yeah, pretty special to to get my blazer um, today. And uh, look, this season you've uh, you've gone close in a couple of games and gone both ways, and, and today was no exception. Um, we had Easy also getting his blazer, and another player last weekend. Uh, are we seeing some of that kind of the fact that you guys have been around together, that, that sort of some of that connectivity, some of that sort of having time together is coming together now for the team? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that um, is coming through, but the coaches and the and the boys um, this year have been really working hard on connections, um, spending a lot of time together on and off the field. Um, we've been working really hard on the field, smashing each other and stuff. So, yeah, um, it's starting to show, um, and you know we're still still got a long way to go. So, yeah. Well, yes, we're well, we're not quite halfway through the regular season. As you say a long way to go, and uh, hopefully finals footy as as, as as well for you guys. And um, what are the goals for you as as, as well? Ian, uh, outside of this, um, outside of NPC, further honours. What what else are your what are, what are other your kind of goals for you? Um, yeah, obviously I'd like to, uh, love to play professionally, uh, wherever that is, wherever the opportunity is. But at the moment, my focus is on uh, playing well for for, for counties um, and just putting my best foot forward. If I play well for counties, whatever comes will come, and yeah, I'll be ready. And is it a good inspiration for players like Easy who have finally got their chances in Wanda Pacifica, etc. That there's more opportunities there to to, to, to to encourage you on that on that journey? Yeah, 100%. Um, there's lots of opportunities out there. Um, especially now, with, you know, Moana and the other teams coming into the into the competition, but even overseas, um, other competitions as well. You know, I want to make this a living for myself, and 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 that's the goal. So, I focus on here now, 
see what happens. Yep, and yeah. uh, having a, 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 a good season with counties and things are going well. So all the best for you. Thank you Thanks, so much mate. for your time after the game Cheers. and uh, good luck for us. Thanks season. for that, bro. Cheers. So there you go. Um, and uh, obviously, Major League Rugby, another place, opportunities overseas as well. So also, let's let's, uh, let's hope he does get himself a, a professional contract for, for next year. As you heard last weekend when I talked to Easy about this, how much... Uh, uh, how much it does, uh, how good it is to have that uh, the ability just to concentrate on rugby and how it improves improves rugby as well is uh, is, is a big thing. Um, and probably one of the reasons why the reviewer, uh, you're seeing teams being consistent with the results is a lot of these players yeah, aren't, um, aren't full-time um, athletes uh, and uh, also the squads are quite thin. Um, if you lose a couple of players to injury, as Stephen said, uh, you can, you'll, you'll see big swings in, in results. But that's, uh, that rounds up our NPC action. And let's head over to the uh, international games then. Australia versus South Africa. It was the uh, first one on the menu on Saturday. Uh, and um, look, going into that one, South Africa were favourites. And yet they've not won in um, Australia for a number of years now. They've only won like four um, games in Australia since uh, since they, they returned to the fold or since professionalism. Someone sort of lines can't exactly what the, the stat was. But... Um, so yeah, so I, I had a ten dollar free bet from uh, the TAB, and I threw that onto uh, um, uh, onto the Wallabies at two dollars sixty, and got myself sixteen dollars back. So um, yeah, I, I, uh, the um, as you say, Dave, uh, not Dave Rennie, yes, Dave Rennie, um, seems to have figured out how to uh, to beat the box, and um, a uh, another good result for them. They uh, they um, I mean, they went out to a ten nil lead, um, and. Uh, uh, even though they did hold and, and then picked up a yellow card um, for for, um, for for Tom Wright, uh, yeah, they um, looked always looked to be in the stronger position uh, in this game, Stephen. It wasn't a wasn't wasn't a sort of a, a, a cling in there and, and, and late comeback. Uh, they always they always were in, seemed to be in control of this game. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And listen, I, what I was really really impressed with was not just their start, but also their t tenacity when. Uh, the Springboks, you know, probably ten minutes before half time, you, you kind of wondered how they they didn't score. Now, whether the Australians did that legally or, or illegally, there'll be a, obviously a lot of talk about that, and there's still talk going over about the the antics of the antics of of, of Nick White. But really, and really, and truthfully, that that's a little bit of a side issue, as far, as far as I'm concerned, Paul. I think sometimes you've got to look at your own performance and what what you're actually trying to achieve with, with, with actually so much ball. I think these guys just tried to to bully them. But listen, I think there were opportunities for the for the Springboks to move it wide. We know that they're sharp on the on the outside. And on the one occasion that they actually did get the ball wide, it took an incredible, once again, tackle, whether it's legal or, or, or not legal by um, Marika Kurabeti. And uh, I've, I've got to say, he did amazingly to actually even get to the player, but he actually a lot of a lot of talk that he was actually tackled in the air. But his, his, in first contact, his first contact was was while the player was actually still on the still on the ground. So, um, you know, in, in that respect, I think if if South Africa actually look a little bit a little bit deeper, you know, did the, did a, did an official lose it for them? Probably not, Paul. At the end, at the end of the day, I think they've probably got to look at themselves. And um, one thing Australia did really, really well—they kind of negated some of the rush defence. I mean, to so say the the second try that Mick Fra is it Fraser 
McWright yep. scored. Um, that was the, and when Lolicio got the uh, offload off, gee, that was a superb try because it basically uh, caught out a lot of heavy forwards in, in that very, very tight area. And uh, boy, that was a well, well constructed, well constructed try. So no credit, credit to Australia. And I, and I think at the end, they'd probably just taken, taken the foot off the, off the pedal a bit. And they were still trying to play some expensive rugby. I suspect they were still trying to get that extra bonus point near the end. And in doing so, they, they gave up, uh, they gave up some soft points in my opinion. Um, and just to, on those, so wait, look, I I've, uh, think that yeah, Corbeni's uh, tackle was 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 legal. That's my opinion. Uh, I've, I've put it out there. I can understand where people, I can see where people are coming from. But I just don't agree with that point of view. Um, on that one, uh, was his head on the wrong side? Yes, it was dangerous from that point of view. Uh, it wasn't great tackle technique, but he got away with it. Um, but so on that one, uh, the other one is Nick White. And it's, uh, yeah, okay. Sharp Ray said, uh, "Isn't it White? Okay, heard he was airlifted to St Patrick's Hospital <laughs> in an emergency helicopter." Now look. <laughs> Um, yeah, Nick White did definitely um, did definitely milk it, but I'm, I'm yeah I'm not not a great fan of his of his antics. Um, was what um, Faf uh, did illegal? Absolutely, he caught him in the face. Now it doesn't matter how um, uh, how hard it was; that would have definitely broken his concentration or his ability to make the pass. So it was clearly a penalty. Um, I, I would have been happy with just a penalty, um, but um, the uh, the uh, but I understand where he's coming from. With I understand where the ref yeah. came from with that yellow card. Um, on that one um but uh, yes and uh, so, so there's been some good humor stuff um in the i mean when uh, nick white was walking through the airport um uh, some south african fans did check out that we're, we're in a bookshop that he was walking past and did did call out and make sure that he was okay they were they were, they were scared for his work his well-being and how he how he how he was uh, how he was coping we he <laughs> smiled through it and and, and, and walked and it was all in good good humor there um the uh what I, I think the ref overall had a good game, or a decent, a, a fine game. Um, and uh, I think the, um, the, the, the the some of the comments in social media um, from South African fans about the referee's performance um, are a, a not correct and b um, uh, uh, well damaging. I mean, uh, dangerous to have that kind of uh, that kind of language towards somebody um, who's doing their job. Um, so so yeah, look, I think we need to uh, we, we've talked about rugby values. And it'd be good if we could see some of that on on social media and um, Paul, and, and towards referees. Paul, I, I think I think there's a faction of South African supporters who are basically uh, who have basically looked at this and, and said, "Listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, the performance of the of the South African team is really not not where it actually not where it should be, and that's that should be the actual focus as a, as opposed to um, you know if you if you're relying on a on a decision from an, an an official, well, to to be honest, we could go around and around in circles. Yeah, a good point from Nocturnal Rights. Lola Sia had a good game, uh, absolutely. I think uh, someone that I think um, well should have been given the uh, the shout ahead of James O'Connor um, over in Argentina and should have been, and uh, definitely part of their future. Um, so uh, I'd like to see him invested, give it, um, trusted more, um, and invested and in, yeah, say look, you are the number two, not the number three. Um, on on that one, so so yeah, so um, it's 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 going to be interesting how uh, the the box bounce back from this one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the next game um, and that we end up pretty much all square, every team with two wins after next round. This is a amazingly tight uh, rugby championship, yeah. Um, the, uh, the yeah the tightest there has ever been, uh, and yeah. uh, a, a, an amazing competition from that point of view. And it's a, it's a shame that 
so much of the focus is, has been taken away from how close this competition is and is being focused on uh, should the should the well, from a New Zealand point of view should the um, All Blacks coach still be there um, from other teams' points of view talking about referees um, yeah it's, uh, it'd be nice to actually concentrate on what is what is turning out to be a great tournament and we're kind of missing out on that fact at the moment. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. Who would who would have picked Argentina and Australia? Um, after this many rounds, would be would be sitting on top of the table. I, I just think it's I think it's fantastic, and it's absolutely wide open. You know, any one of these teams could 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 basically win it at the end of the day. I think the weekend will have a little bit more of a uh, will have a little bit more of an idea if South Africa loses to Australia on the weekend. You could arguably say they're gone. And if the All Blacks lose to Argentina on the weekend, you could arguably say they could be gone as as well. Who would have thought? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, um, Shark Bay, yeah, um, South Africa fans are growing impatient with Neymar. Uh, Neymar, um, yeah, no, absolutely they are. Uh, we're seeing that so well uh, on on social media. Um, the uh, now look when he made fourteen changes for the Welsh game. Um, that was uh, that was seen as sort of good for the squad and all that kind of stuff, um, but I think he's coming back to bite him now. Um, the uh, with, uh, with with this and that uh, that inconsistency of selection and some uh, interesting calls. Now, um, I mean, obviously, a lot of people say Mark and Mark should start um, ahead of. Um, I've gone blank as to the other player's name, but anyway, let's um, say that's the third choice hooker. But it's just part of a uh, again a, a long game that they're looking at the Rugby World Cup. And they're like right. Here's our third choice hooker. He hasn't had much experience at this level. We need to give him experience in case we end up with this situation at the Rugby World Cup, needing him to play. So, boy, out you go there, boy. You get lots of game time and get experience. So, I think a long term, it's not such a good, it's not such a bad idea. Unfortunately, um, Springbok fans, like all Blacks fans, um, don't like losing. Uh, but no fans do particularly, um, but some are more um, uh, are more accepting than others. Um, does Quagga Smith uh, get a full game? Well, yeah, but he, unfortunately, Sia Khaleesi, the captain, has to start. And Peter Seftatoy is the World Player of the Year um, well, from a year ago. So how, well, how you can't fit too many too many players to fit in. Yeah, that, that sounds like another uh, an, another team with a similar predicament, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not true. That's true. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so um, well done, Wallabies. Uh, I say not what I expected to see. Uh, I think we've talked about the two main um, uh, refereeing or main refereeing things from from that one, um, and uh, yeah, well done, box. Oh, sorry, well done, the um, the, the, the the Wallabies. Um, it's already been pointed out that uh, the TAB or, or, or what are the odds um, up next weekend? Because as I say, uh, the Wallabies were two dollars sixty going into that game, um, and now if we uh, if we look forward to uh, to next weekend. Um, Currently, Australia are again two dollars fifteen. So the Springboks are going into next weekend at one dollar seventy-two. They're going in as favourites into that game, even though they've lost that one. Um, yeah, it's uh, and that's part of all this uh, idea of having a great. Um, uh, I say, yeah, great, comp- great. Uh, uh, how competitive this is. The reviewer expanded the tournament to twenty twelve to include Argentina has really paid off. Absolutely, yep. This is the first time. The uh, Pumas, uh, well, get on to that actually, um, onto numbers about the next game, but um, ab- absolutely has. So, um, moving on then to the All Blacks game, um, the uh, uh, boy, oh boy, this was a game of 
for me of uh, of defenses in that uh, the Wallabies um, box game tackle percentages were eighty percent and eighty eight percent heading into this game. Uh, the tackle percentages um, were ninety two percent by the All Blacks and ninety six percent by Argentina. First up, every single pretty much every single first up tackle was made, um, and when that's happening, you don't get um, over the gain line, you don't get um, uh, clean breaks. Um, and it becomes very difficult to uh, to do attack. So whilst there's a lot of um, uh, complaints around uh, the All Blacks attack not working, um, to me, I think this was, this was just down to two defences that were um, that were highly effective. And uh, it's uh, when that happens, discipline and uh, the kicking boot tend to uh, win the day for season. Oh, definitely. And listen. It- Argentina are a little bit like South Africa. You know, they, it's like that can. It's already got the instructions on it. You know what you're going to get. You are going to have to roll your sleeves up and, and and get into a physical battle up front. And I thought the All Blacks, for a good part of that game, through the through the first half and, and part of the uh, part of the, the second half, had the right tactics of, of basically uh, taking them on, using runners, cleaning, and, and and moving them around because what they what they were getting. Um, even earlier in the game, they were getting a lot of infractions from the from the from the from Los Pumas. Where where it got a bit dicey for for the All Blacks is when they actually started moving the ball a little bit wide, and I I actually thought it actually played played more into the um, Argentinians' um, defensive defensive pattern, where you'd basically taken taken a lot of those players out of the game, the ground and, and forced them to, I never thought I'd say that, but you actually forced them to basically defend in narrow, narrow channels and bring people in. And if you look at the try, if you, if you look at the try that um, the All Blacks uh, scored, for, scored, scored from range was a Caleb Clark. Um, you know, that, that try was basically scored because they were able to pull a lot of people in and get people into space, even though it was from a, even though that was from a turnover, turnover lineout, ironically, but it just kind of showed you, it took that defensive screen that's, that had been so strong away from Argentina and, and also some probably, it was pretty odd to change your whole front row so early in the piece. Usually you know, that's the sort of thing we see around about the 50th, 50th, 50th to the 60th minute, Paul. So that was a little weird. It was strange, wasn't it? Four minutes into the second half, um, we, I mean, we had a kick already uh, in that time as well. So um, half the time we were stood around waiting for kicks to take place. Uh, and um, and you're like, well, they've only had about two minutes game time. If you want to make that change, why didn't you do it at half time? Why, why wait four minutes into the half? That, that seemed a very strange one to me um, uh, to, uh, to, um, to do that. Um, so yeah, some interest, so so interesting um, uh, idea uh, or position there on, on that one. Um, the uh, also um, the, um, the, the the All Blacks had all the territory, all the possession, um, twice as many run meters as 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 the Pumas, but um, they just couldn't break down. Uh, what was yeah was 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 a cracking defense. Um, mm. There's been interesting uh, something on Twitter um, who's who was looking at the um, the attack shape um, uh, of the All Blacks and what might um, Joe Smith be trying to do. Now, one of the things that Joe Smith did when he first went to Ireland uh, first with it was was to say, right, no offloads. Um, I want quick. There are two ways of getting quick ball. One is via offloads, 
Another one is by Quick Rucks. Now, if you want to have a quick ruck um, and want to ruck quickly, then you cannot be in a position to offload because you run past the ruck. Um, so, you, you, so if you want to, if you try to get quick ball from rucks, basically, they basically say we're not doing offloads, um, which is definitely not uh, a style that All Blacks fans are used to, um, particularly with some people like Samuel Williams, uh, Jack Goodhue, who are all who are great players at so getting the offloads out. So um, that was something that we saw. We didn't see many offloads in this game from the All Blacks. Um, and we also saw um, the dual playmaker thing, Geordie going out one side and uh, Richard Moringa going out the other side. Um, and so something that was, that's been derided when it was DMAC and Bowden, um, it looks like is being tried again um, by um, uh, by Joe Schmidt here. So some interesting things um, there that's, uh, that, that will go against what a lot of All Blacks thinkers be, a lot of All Blacks fans, sorry, think as being the All Blacks style um, so be, be uh, so whilst everyone's seeing Joe Schmidt as being the uh, the, the saviour, um, pardon me, um, it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, how much of that continues, um, Stephen, when we people actually sort of pick apart this uh, All Blacks attack plan. Yeah, exactly. But you know, like like you said before, I think sometimes you've got to you've got you've got to pick your times. To attack, mm. and if you're going to get into an arm wrestle sometime, whilst you you want to appease your pub, public and play an open open style of game, you know I, I also thought there were opportunities there for, for I thought there was opportunities to actually take take penalty kicks at goal. They they turned down a couple. You just got to keep that scoreboard scoreboard ticking over. It, it it's as simple as that, you know. And and even if even there were drop kicks, drop kick opportunities as well for crying out loud, you know these win games it's 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 as simple as that and whilst the all Blacks scored um two tries to one at the end of the day it came down to some really accurate goal kicking by Buffelli, who just did not look like missing paul no 100 kicking with from him whereas uh, richard moonga um missed uh, three or oh, actually was it two for richard moonga and one for um uh one for geordie i think maybe um yeah geordie missed one and uh, richard moonga missed two so um so eight points left out there, which would have made it 26 to 25. Uh, now, look, this doesn't all um, uh, doesn't uh, uh, all make it. Doesn't necessarily mean that's how the game would have gone. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, something that Boa uh, has always has talked. Well, I think quite a few of us have talked about is this, that lack of focus on goal kickers in New Zealand um, when trying to pick your ten. Uh, it's not seen as being one of the most important things. Um, and uh, well, it came to show that that, that it is um, at uh, at the weekend. Shark brain, Joe Smith um, also looked to be clueless, uh, a bit harsh. Obviously, he's only been with them for two training sessions, mm-hmm. um, but um, we'll see uh, how uh, how this happens. Now, um, I mean, look, there's been lots of already about last weekend, so I think I'd rather look forward rather than backwards because uh, Stephen, after a win here. The All Blacks, I could see basically of uh, ringing the changes, giving players like Topu Vaai, um, RTS, um, uh, game time, um, maybe even Dalton Papilihi, because we can't expect Sam Kane to play every single game um, of uh, the All Black season. Um, but uh, having lost, can um, can Ian Foster afford to? Is he, does he have leeway now to make lots of changes, or does he have to roll out his Supposed first team to prove that uh, he didn't make selection errors in, in this in this game. 
I I have a funny feeling he's gonna he's gonna roll out the same team because I think there were areas of this game they were that they were actually really really good. Uh, probably for me, probably somebody like um, Cody Taylor might be in danger of uh, of, of keeping his spot um, on on the bench. But I, I can, yeah, I can I can actually see them picking the same side for, for some for some reason. It, it's probably a really really important game for this team in terms of the in terms of the championship, and I don't think there's actually any scope to to basically experiment too much Paul I, I, I think they'll pretty much stick to the same team and unfortunately uh Roger Tuovasashek won't be making an appearance in the black jersey although um I do believe he might have been pulled out of that Auckland game in NPC on the weekend so who knows yeah look uh, to me uh, this uh, I think there need to there needs to be changes more just for long term. I mean, this side has effectively played now. I mean, there, there have been changes. Don't get me don't get me wrong. It's not the exact same team, um, as this is the first time that the All Blacks have played the exact same team back to back. But, um, uh, but uh, essentially, you've played the same team or the first choice team for five games on the bounce now. Three against Ireland, two against sorry sorry six games. Three against Ireland, two against Springboks, and now against um, the, uh, uh, the 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 Pumas as well. Um, and I just think the players need a break. And that a few other and a few other players like, um, uh, I mean Aaron Smith, um, uh, Sam Whitelock, um, the uh, just just yeah, um, just just do need a break and uh, do need some some uh, um, to well yeah, did a, uh, and we'll we'll see what happens um, whether the whether he can do that or not with this loss I don't know we'll have to wait and see so. Um, there's, a, there's an article um, that uh, that Aaron. Um, Goyle does uh, every in uh, the stuff, which is look at the key numbers after each of these games. So I just want to run through what he did, and because um, there are some interesting numbers. Obviously, it was the first ever win by the uh, Pumas in New Zealand. I also mentioned it was the first time that uh, they've won back-to-back games in the uh, Rugby Championship either, also by the Pumas. Um, uh, the uh, the All Blacks have now lost three consecutive tests at home for the first time in their 119-year history. This has never happened before. So another record for um, Ian Foster um, on that one. Um, the uh, There has been um, two losses and a draw run in uh, 1949 to 1950. Uh, but that's obviously, um, well, that's before my uh, memory. Um, the All Blacks have lost four tests this year. They've only twice um, been um, lost more than that. They lost five in 1998. Um, three to Australia, South Africa, and uh, six in 1949 for South Africa and two to Australia. So, um, again, massive. Uh, we're only one win away from that. Um, we've got uh, Argentina in Hamilton, um, followed by Australia in Melbourne and Auckland, then Japan, Wales, Scotland, and England. And relatively speaking, um, that is a, uh, I would say, a relatively easy um, Northern Hemisphere tour. There's no Ireland, um, there's no France in there. Um, the, um, obviously, England. Uh, the I would suggest is the hardest one uh, at um, uh, HQ uh, in, in that final game. But um, to go through that, um, to go through the rest of those games with no more losses, wow, um, it's starting to look unlikely. Mm. Um, and let's be honest um, with uh, with that one. Also, that loss in Christchurch broke a 15-game winning streak in Christchurch for the uh, um, for the. Um, 
for the All Blacks um, as um, well. Oh, and uh, Aaron Smith, that was his 100th um, start for the All Blacks. So congratulations to him. Hats up there. Tony Woodcock, Dan Carter, Sam Whitelock, Kieran Reid and Richie McCaw are the only other players who have started a hundred test matches or more for the um, All Blacks. <sighs> stats, stats, stats for you. Thank you, Aaron, um, on uh, stuff for those. Um, anything else, Stephen? No, I, I think we've covered it off. I suppose the only good um, news for uh, New Zealand and All Black supporters was the New Zealand Sevens team um, winning the winning the LA Sevens, uh, probably their first uh, tournament win in uh, probably maybe a couple of years, I think, Paul, if I stand, stand corrected. So um, uh, congratulations to them, but uh, not much else to write home about. But listen, from a holistic point of view, just on the test, I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed both both tests mm. on, on, on the weekend. And if you're looking at it from a, a holistic point of view, boy, isn't it good for... For, for international rugby, you know, who, who would have thought that, you know, probably the, the team that's got a, got such a great legacy would be struggling. The world champions, Springbok team are, are basically struggling at the moment. But I think the one thing the Springboks have got going, we know that they are a very, very good uh, tournament team. Ironically, probably also a team that's beaten the All Blacks in Hamilton as well. Shark brain too. So thanks for for just reminding us um, of, of of that occurrence a few a few seasons ago. And um, you know, I, I just think I just think it's a it's a, it's a good thing, and we can't get too uh, too hung up about it. A lot of these teams have really improved big time, and we've seen incre incremental improvements over the last two or three years from. Not not just the not just the Pumas, but you know I, I suspect we're seeing that improvement with Northern Hemisphere teams like Scotland and Wales. You know I thought Wales did pretty well in in, in South Africa. And listen, I, I certainly don't want to be sound offensive to to our our South African viewers. You know, while South Africa are the are the current World Cup champions at the moment, make no mistake about that. I don't think they're probably the benchmark. At the, at the moment, Paul, you'd have to say probably France and 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 Ireland are the um, are the benchmark, and also, boy, Argentina have just gone and thrown a, a, a spanner in the works. But let's let's not forget Scotland. Look, Scotland, he, Scotland played Scotland played out a really good series against Argentina as well not so long ago. So it just shows you that they have improved. One thing I will say about um, South Africa, they're going into the World Cup. Boy, they are a tournament team. They know how to get themselves up for tournament and they know how to grind when it counts. So going into a World Cup, I would never write South Africa off, regardless of who's coaching them. I mean, to say, let's think about it. They were probably in disarray 18 months out from the last Rugby World Cup and and, and completely turned it around. Uh, compliments of Rassi Erasmus. So I've, I've just got too much respect Um for the Springboks to to totally, totally write them off. I mean to say, the way things are playing out there at, at the moment, you, the All Blacks are either looking at Ireland or South Africa in a, in a, in a quarterfinal, and that won't be easy. Look, I, I, I just, whilst um, good on you to, to, to I guess, to, to put some, perhaps I put, put, trying to put the Pumas up there, I think, look, Ireland and France are the, um, are, are the benchmark at the moment. The Pumas are able to pull off um, or, or produce results, um, but uh, they don't have the consistency 
at the moment, as we've seen, they lost two Wallabies and then beat them um, there. So, look, I don't, I don't think we can put the the, uh, the Pumas up there as a benchmark um, team uh, at the moment. I think the benchmark is the uh, I say is um, Ireland and and France um, up there. Uh, you, you've got a whole bunch of teams in that crowd of including New Zealand, South Africa, Argentina, um, England, Scotland, Wales, who on their day can beat um, pretty much anybody and can cause ups. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but um, they don't have the consistency of performance uh, in the same way that those, same way that Ireland and France do. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, and uh, I was going to back up your comment about Wales. I, I thought Wales were going to go down to South Africa and get absolutely thumped and beaten up in that series. But boy, oh boy, they didn't. Um, they were competitive throughout the three games um, and obviously got that got their first ever win down there against, admittedly, a much changed Springboks team in that second test. But still, um, uh, you can only turn, you can only play the side that that, uh, that the opposition selects against you. You don't you you can't control that. Um, and I think Wales had a, Wales had a uh, far seeded expectations um, in that uh, in that series against South Africa. Um, thank you, uh, everybody. Look, I've got a new guest for next weekend. Um, so it's next weekend, it's for next week, next Monday. Um, so look out for uh, for that one, folks. Um, hope you all um, stay safe, have a great week. Um, and uh, thank you so much for your support uh, and for watching us. We do appreciate you guys uh, uh, dialing in on a Monday at 8 p.m. to have a chat. Now, you can always dial in to at Driving Mall on Twitter or um, Stephen is on Twitter as well um, and have a chat to us during games. I've forgotten what your handle is, Stephen. Um, but... Um, <laughs> You I was going to say, I've, I was going to say, I've, 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 I've forgotten what my handle is as well. But it's at Stephen seventy three underscore H. That's at Stephen seventy three underscore H. There we go. isn't a reference to the year he was born in, so I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. yeah but anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> but listen, if you want to, if you want to contact, if you want to contact me and have a chat, I'm always up for me, and I'm always sort of. Uh, posting something maybe a little bit controversial every now and again so you can agree or disagree with me and um yeah it'll be it'll basically be great to uh great to get some feedback okay so actually here we go then um as i've as just been asked can argentina beat um new zealand back to back so two tests this weekend first up uh, the all blacks versus argentina in hamilton your prediction sir you're asking me that yep you go first i, I, I will I've, I've got mine in my head already I, I listen. I think the All Blacks will will will, will come back with a strong performance. Um, uh, I, I think the All Blacks by twelve and over. Um, I'm going All Blacks by seven, um, and that's followed by the Wallabies versus the Springboks. Your prediction for that one? Springboks to bounce back emphatically. Emphatically, wow. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I don't see the Springboks as being an emphatic scoring team. <laughs> don't take them the wrong way. Um, so, uh, so I've got the uh, again Springboks by probably by five. Um, so there we go, folks. I think we will be every team on two wins and two losses at the uh, after next weekend. Um, we'll have to um, wait and see on that one. Um, don't forget there is also NPC action on a Wednesday night. Um, so uh, there is uh, some some midweek um, action in the old rugby with Canterbury versus North Harbour, uh, and also we'll be back on Wednesday at eight pm with the, the standoff show, some NRL action. So uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, it's been a cracker, um, and uh, catch you all next Monday. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.